are entry number 45 in the Diary of a Cinephile, and I really love doing this stuff. I love talking about, you know, the various films and television shows I get into. Uh, I've actually considered starting another one uh, kind of related to this, possibly two other ones, one for books, one for video games, but I... I I have a hard time keeping up with just this one. You know, I also have my YouTube channel uh, that I haven't done anything with in a couple of months. And I have my other one, uh, my other podcast where I write short stories. So it's hard to keep up with everything. But I do like sitting down and talking about these things when I have the time. Uh, What I want to do for this entry is something a little bit special is I want to... Well, probably not special, just something I haven't done before. Because I have done entries where I spend some time and I talk about the new trailers that drop that I feel I should talk about. I did it with the Marvel announcement back in December. I did it with the Mortal Kombat trailer. I did it with the Nobody trailer. And it was like these films that I was really looking forward to and really anticipating. And I think for this one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I like to call a trailer rundown. This is going to be a continuous thing that I do every now and then. I'll probably get like a nice list of anywhere from 10 to 12 trailers of films that have been released things that catch my interest and things that i want to talk about and you know just kind of discuss my anticipation or my my lack thereof for the films uh so these aren't in any particular order uh except for the fact of like i'm gonna go over what's coming out this month uh being that we just started a new month in june i'm gonna go over what comes out now and also what's coming out next month, and then I'm going to go into a couple of other things that's coming out later on down the line. So, first one I want to kind of go into is a new uh, Kevin Hart film called Fatherhood, and this looks really, really good. Like, it looks like a real nice film for him to do that's both on the level of being serious and showing his comedy, and he's got a lot of supporting actors in there, and it's kind of this portrayal of... Uh, almost like Jersey Girl, but with probably a different aspect of, like, he's a father who wants to do as much as he can on his own without, you know, his his wife died during pregnancy and he's raising his daughter on his own. But he has this huge family support system that the trailer is kind of depicting that he's not really into. Like, he kind of feels that, like, he has to do it on his own in some way. But it, it looks really enjoyable, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's coming out uh, June 18th. Uh, the next one actually coming out uh, tomorrow. It was already released in the UK. It's coming out tomorrow in the US. Is the new Conjuring film, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. I am a huge fan of what they're doing with that universe, and I think it's... It's done so well, and they have such rich content in it. And I think there's only one film I really don't like, and I've probably talked about it in one of my videos on YouTube, uh, Annabelle Creation. It's probably the only film I don't like throughout all of the films they've made that kind of connect. Every Conjuring connects, uh, The Nun connects, La Lorena connects. They they have a very, a very big universe there. And this is just another film that's going to be extending that and telling another story in the the Warren family kind of book of cases and whatnot. And I hope they can they continue to do films like this because they're really, really good. They're very enjoyable. Uh, so that comes out in the U.S. tomorrow. 
Uh, another one that comes out sometime next week. Another thing that I'm looking really, really forward to is The Green Knight. The first trailer was very dark, and it came out last summer, right before the pandemic hit. And then I'm guessing probably certain things changed their production process. You know, that changed, you know, the pandemic changed a lot of things for a lot of films and television. So the Green Knight has, was pushed. I hadn't heard anything about it. They just dropped a new trailer a couple of weeks ago. And the film is finally coming out uh, June 11th. What's weird is that the new trailer kind of makes it look more action-orientated, which I'm okay with. And I think that also brings that, like... That intrigue of why I want to see this film so bad. The first film that came out was very dark. It was very gloomy. And it kind of gave me that feel of like I was watching a trailer for Hereditary or Midsommar. And you, those are both horror films. So I thought this was kind of a horror film with, a, with like a medieval kind of knight in shining armor twist. But then the most recent trailer that came out kind of just shows it as more of a... Uh, a mythological fantasy kind of tale that might have a little darkness to it. So, if you haven't seen that trailer yet, watch both of them. Nothing will really give away too much of the story, and it looks really good from both angles. Whichever angle they choose to go with with the actual film, I'm looking forward to that, and that comes out June 11th. And then, right after that, June 16th, we have The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is a sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson, but now it's based around uh, Selma Hayek's character, which is uh, Samuel Jackson's character's wife. I did talk a little bit about this film in um, one of my YouTube videos about sequels nobody asked for, and I'm not going to lie, I do admit when I'm wrong this does look enjoyable. However, I do stick to my guns when I say we didn't necessarily need this sequel. I'm okay with it. I think the mixture of Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, they have really, really good on-screen chemistry. And the first film was so good. But it just, you could have left it there. Not every film needs a sequel. And I get kind of upset when films have sequels that aren't necessary. Like, what else could you do with this story that isn't just going to be you kind of overdoing a lot of the same jokes or just trying to make these characters work again that it didn't that it's not going to overshadow the first one and again the first one is fantastic to me so i don't know what to expect from this one i'm going to go into it open-minded but again i'm going to say we probably didn't need this sequel and that's just me maybe you feel differently but that's just me and then shortly after that we're going to go into some of the things that are coming out in july we have uh the forever purge uh, July 2nd, that one drops. And this is... What I was happy about with this franchise was that they finally did a film that I felt should have been done as maybe even the... Th like, if you wanted to do a trilogy, the third film should have been this, and I think it wound up being the fourth or fifth one in the storyline. But what, what we really wanted, or what I really wanted, I should say, was a film that depicted the first Purge. Like, what happens when you first put this concept into America and how people's reactions and all that. Like, I would have loved to seen that. And then they finally gave us that. So now what this one is, is it looks like the purge, the purge isn't over. It's just, it's another purge that happens. It's the day after the 24 hour period or whatever that you can do whatever you want. It's the day after. And like, okay, things are going to go back to normal. 
But no, there's a group of people that believe that The Purge is every day, not just this one day a year. So it's a film that kind of talks about that. It obviously takes place in only one part of the country. So like every film I think has depicted various portions of America. So this is probably going to take place somewhere maybe even in the Midwest, I believe. It's not that bad of a concept, but it's just how many purges can you actually make? And I got the first purge. And I was happy with that. Whether or not I give this a shot, I don't know. But it is cool that they're still coming up with new ideas. That it isn't just a Purge film after a Purge film after a Purge film. And it looked like that's where they were going. And they finally kind of veered off it a little bit. You had Election Year, then you had the first Purge. Cool ideas to kind of keep doing this this concept. So maybe it'll be good. I don't know. However, one I am looking forward to is Escape Room 2. I believe it's the Challenge of Champions or something like that is the actual title, Escape Room Challenge of Champions. But the sequel to this film is something I'm very, very much looking forward to. The first film was very unexpected for me. I really went in there thinking that, okay, maybe this will be fun. You know, Scratch just being fun, it's very enjoyable. And with all of that little sneaky... I mean, not sneaky, but like the... The, uh, the placement of how they try to incorporate what we know. Those those of us, I don't know if you listening have ever done one. If you haven't, you should. They're tons of fun. These escape rooms, you know, it shows a lot of that, but it shows, like, it to the extreme. So it's not even just, like, it's, it's a Saw ripoff. It's literally all these escape rooms that you've experienced, all these really quirky puzzles, just the turned up a notch. And the first one was so good, and I'm very looking forward to the second one. It comes out July 16th, and right before that, on July 14th, we're going to get something called Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know what that is. I saw the trailer for it. I think I read somewhere that it's based on a comic or something, like a graphic novel of some sort. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% certain, but it looks like fun. A lot of people are saying that this is the female John Wick story, Uh, I guess, I'm not going to say it's not, but it does look like it has a lot of fun elements to it with a lot of that action. So it's probably not as dark as John Wick is, probably more on the lines of um, maybe comedy action, almost like Kingsman or something like that. But it looks fun and I'm going to watch it because it just looks like a good time and I love films like that. So I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, Last one in July is Old. That's all it's called. It's the newest M. Night Shyamalan film we're going to be getting. And I'm really looking forward to that because I am a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan. So this trailer, the trailer for this film is very, very out there. I don't know 100% how the story is going to go, but it's all about these people. They go to a beach. The beach is like cursed or something. So then people start like growing older, faster than they're supposed to so again it's it, it's very uh what's the word it's very um secretive or it's very much a mystery and that you know of course it's an M. Night Shyamalan film what you have to expect that and I'm a huge fan of just about everything he does so I'm expecting this to be really really good and I'm looking forward to that and that comes out July 23rd now we're going to go into a little bit later in the year uh September we have Venom Let There Be Carnage which I am super hyped about, and I was going to do a separate entry just for that, but I figured I'd just wrap it all up with all these other trailers, uh, just because I probably wouldn't be able to talk about it for too long. Because 
I loved the first film so much that all I can really say is that the sequel is going to be even better. The only thing that's a disappointment is that there is no connection to the MCU or anything Spider-Man related. So the fact that it's just Venom versus Carnage kind of upsets me because I've always loved that that duality that it was always Spider-Man versus Venom but then Carnage came into play and then they just were kind of like we have to put our differences aside because we both need we need to use our powers together to beat Carnage because he's out of his fucking mind and Woody Harrelson playing uh, uh, Cletus Cassidy just a fantastic casting choice fantastic and it looks so much fun, just as much as the first one looked. I know it, the first one probably has a whole bunch of mixed reviews. I'm a huge fan of the first one, and I cannot wait for the sequel. I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Here's one that's got a lot of people divided. Uh, in November, we have The Eternals coming out. That's another film that's part of the Marvel Phase 4. And there's a lot of controversy about these characters. I don't know much of it. These are The Eternals is part of a comic like, portion of Marvel that I'm not familiar with. I don't know much about them. And the other thing is, I don't really care. And I know that might sound bad, but it really does come down to, like, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to, I want to follow the story and I want to be involved in this universe. And then by then, maybe I'll have some kind of investment. But that's how the same thing I went into with uh, Doctor Strange or um, Thor. You know, I wasn't really big into a lot of these characters, you know, when the MCU was first starting. I watched them because I knew they were all going to be connected, and I winded up falling in, love with them, falling in love with them, you know, just like a lot of other people did. You know, I was a big Iron Man fan, I was a big Hulk fan, I was a big Captain America fan, and then Thor, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, Thor, I know who he is. I don't know anything about any of his stories. I don't know anything about any of his, uh, his lore or his mythos in any of the MCU universe, any of that. But the Eternals is just another thing that was kind of incorporated. Like, I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. They incorporated that. There is one thing I'm hoping for at some point in time. I hope one of these films involves Squirrel Girl. For those of you who are big fans, I've only heard few things about her. I'm not that deep into her lore or anything. But Squirrel Girl is a very, very strong character. And I think they should incorporate her at some point. So maybe Phase 5 or Phase 6, might, we might see something like that. But yeah, Eternals is coming out in November. I'm happy we're getting more Marvel stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm going into the open-minded. So now let's get into this other film that I'm looking forward to. Uh, October 23rd, they're going to be releasing the Snake Eyes origin story. Uh, it's connection to the G.I. Joe films that came out. Now, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the first two films that they released. Uh, I do wish that they kind of gave us just a G.I. Joe reboot altogether, because I really think they did that franchise a disservice. And I guess maybe starting with Snake Eyes, if that gets popular, maybe they'll do more, maybe that'll lead into a reboot. I do know when the new, the newest uh, Transformers film, the Bumblebee solo film came out, that received more praise than I think any of the other Transformers films, at least to true fans like me. When I would talk to real hardcore fans, we loved what Bumblebee gave us. And I did read somewhere around the time the film came out that they were considering doing a reboot of the series based off of how they kind of started or kicked off Bumblebee. Maybe we'll get that, and maybe that's what this Snake Eyes is going to give us. This is going to be that kind of Kickstarter to say, okay, we need to do G.I. Joe's over again. I don't know, maybe. 
But I am looking forward to it. I think Snake Eyes is a dope character, and I want to see this kind of origin depiction they give him. So I'm looking forward to that, and that comes out in October. Uh, another thing that comes out uh, around that same time frame uh, is Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, it's actually September. I apologize. That comes out September 24th. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, when I watched this trailer, it kind of gave me the this vibe of another film I saw uh, with Robin Williams, it's called World's Greatest Dad. But the thing with World's Greatest Dad was that it was kind of a comedy that depicted like a very bizarre situation where the father is an unsuccessful writer and his son's an asshole and the son dies and he uses his death as a way to kind of make his poetry famous, I guess I could say. And I'm not going to say that that's kind of where this film goes but it kind of follows the path of a kid who's dealing with a lot of uh, depression and something his therapist tells him to do is write write notes to himself in third person like what would you want this note to say if it came from somebody else this kid in school steals one of his notes is also going through depression doesn't seek help but then kills himself and he just so happens to have this note on him now again the note is written in third person so he, the, the family thinks that he wrote this note to this kid. And the movie, the, the trailer depicts that the film is going to go around this story where the son is too heartbroken to tell them that, no, I was writing it in the third person to myself because they just, it's like this kind of story of hope and this kind of sadness and depression and uh, moving on. And it just, it looks really, really good uh, to me. I like where the, the concept is. And I think it's a way better way to tell that kind of story in comparison to what World's Greatest Dad did. Which again, some similarities, but very, very vastly, vastly different stories in and of themselves. So that's coming out in September. And then in December, I'm really looking forward to the remake of West Side Story. I have a, uh, what's the, what's the word? A guilty pleasure for musicals. I, I have loved them since I was a kid. This is also one of my favorite plays. It's one, one of my favorite movies as a kid as well. And I always had, I think I still have a copy of the book that everybody got in high school, which was Romeo and Juliet and West Side Story together. And I think I still have a copy of that, and I hope I do. And I'm kind of feeling, I'm kind of thinking I might watch this movie after I'm done with this entry. But they're finally going to do a remake, uh, kind of up to date visually of the story. What I love about how the trailer shows is that they're not making it a modern story, and that's one thing that I really love is that sometimes when you have a reboot for a film. You could easily set that story in the time it existed in. You don't have to update it to make it where it fits for modern day, you know, atmosphere, the the modern day environment. If they did West Side Story and made it like 2020, it wouldn't make any friggin' sense. And it would really take the heart out of what that story was meant to portray and how that story conveys its messages. And I think... They're going to do it justice. It looks really good. I don't know any of the actors in it. I think there might be one or two I might have recognized during the trailer. But it looks really good. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So now, I think I've gone through about 13 uh, different films 
that I am looking forward to. Now, before I end the entry, I do want to talk about two that I'm not looking forward to. Um, and again, these are just going to be my opinions, but I am going to state them, and I'm not really praising these films in a way that I praise the other ones. But again, if you are looking forward to these films, by all means, that's your opinion. But I need you to understand that I am kind of really upset about these. First film I want to talk about is the new Space Jam film. And maybe that's just the, the, the young teenager in me who's stuck on the first film and how good the first Space Jam was and how sometimes, you know, you really don't want to touch any touch a film like that. Like, like why would you do something to that film? And what I like is that it's actually a sequel and not necessarily a reboot. So I am kind of happy about that, but I just it just looks it looks bad. It doesn't look like it's going to be enjoyable. I'm not going to lie, I'm still going to watch it because, you know, at heart I'm a Looney Tunes fan. I've always been a Looney Tunes fan. So the fact that they are making another one, I am happy about. But this, the thing is, is that this film isn't for me. It's not my demo. It's not going to be for my demographic. It's going to be for the demographic of the kids that grew up with these people as their stars. There, for me, it was Michael Jordan. It was Charles Barkley, and for all of you, it's LeBron James and all these guys. And that's why they're the ones that are portrayed in the film. These are the characters that they're going to be using. Another thing about the original was that it was still a cartoon, and they're really they're like they're doing the 3D animation thing, and I just I wish if they would have kept the cartoons, I might not have I might not be so drawn back from wanting to watch it. But Looney Tunes are cartoons; you have to keep them cartoons. It's like instead of doing you know puppets with the Muppets, if you made them 3D animations, that would suck. So why would you do that to the Looney Tunes and Again, that's that's the kid in me that's really upset about that. But, you know, unfortunately, I'm also a movie buff, so I am going to eventually watch it. But I'm not going to be happy about it. Now, this last one, this one I am going to tell you straight up, I am not watching. I will not watch it. And it has nothing to do except for the fact of why I actually dislike it. And this film is called Wish Dragon. If you don't know what Wish Dragon is, it popped up randomly when I was going over trailers and I was just like, oh, an animated film. Let me check this out. I love animated films. I don't think I've really spoken bad about many animated films. This animated film looks like it sucks. You want to know why it looks like it sucks? Because it looks like a blatant ripoff of Aladdin just takes place in China. And the thing is that this film came out in China back in January and we're getting a full international release in June. And the trailer is basically everything that they show point for point looks exactly like what happens in the storyline of Aladdin. The only difference is it's not about him trying to impress a princess. It's about the character finding a dragon in a tea jar and, you know, he gets three wishes and what are the three rules for those wishes? I can't make anybody fall in love with anybody else. I can't kill anybody. And it's like, did you just basically copy and paste the entire Aladdin script and change love life to friendship? What? It just looks such a ripoff to me. And again, I, this could be a, the old man, like the old man river in me that's just like, you know, oh, you, you kids and all that. But if you sat down with this trailer 
as a fan of either Aladdin or Disney or even just animation films, and you saw that, and you saw the blatant copy that it is. Like, there's a scene in the trailer where it shows them flying... The, uh, the, I forget what they call it in the actual culture, but it's it's the dragon that is like they show during their the uh, the Chinese New Year and everything like that, and it's held up and down by you know like like fifteen or twenty people, and it can get really long or really short. Well, it's that, but they're hanging on to him and they're flying in the air, and there's fireworks going off. Is that not the scene? Of, you know, the flying, the magic carpet ride in Aladdin. Like, it's just one thing after another in that trailer that just looks so much like it's a blatant ripoff of Aladdin. And it makes me really mad because if it was just another way of telling the story, maybe. But if you're going to retell the story, don't steal so many things that are just blatantly part of that original script. Just don't do it. And if that is what you're going to do, then you should at least own up to it in some way, shape, or form. I mean, call me crazy, call me an old man, but do me a favor. Take a second, go to YouTube, type in Wish Dragon Trailer, watch it, and you tell me if I'm crazy. If you watch that and you don't see the blatant ripoff that it looks like from a true Aladdin fan, then, okay, maybe I am crazy. But I don't think I am and I'm definitely, that, that is definitely going to be a film that I am not going to sit through and not going to bother with. But again, there's a lot of films on here that I am looking forward to and I'm extremely excited over. And this looks like a really good year for films. Last year, kind of lackluster. This year, looks good. It looks like we're going to get some really good films this year, or at least to kick off this year and to even end off this year. And we're only halfway through. We've only gotten some really good ones. And who knows what else is going to be announced. I did enjoy doing this, and I do think I'm going to do it again. And if you enjoyed it, keep an eye on the channel and wait for the next one.